0: Hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of the Digest and Invest podcast brought to you by eToro. I am Sam North, the trading school lead here in the UK and I'm joined as usual by the main man himself, Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Sydney, Australia. Josh, how are you?
1: Yeah, hi Sam, good to be with you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you.
0: Awesome. How was uh, How was Freedom Day? Was, was the beer as, as good as you thought it would be?
1: It was great, yeah. <laughs> um, over 100 days of not being uh, in a pub, or I should even say a cafe as well. It was nice to, to sit down, have a coffee in a cafe, and it's great to see people back in restaurants, out doing things again. It's been a bit deserted here in, in Sydney for a long time. Um, and I even had my hair cut as well after, like I say, 100 plus days of lockdown, which I'm sure you, know, you felt that pain and many others in the UK. But I feel a bit more normal again now, so yeah, feeling good yeah
0: no i've been there i, I think the, the first lockdown for us here in the uk my hair got ridiculous but obviously people listening to this podcast won't have the uh uh the view that i have right now i'm seeing you looking very sharp may i add um thanks Sam. thanks no worries no worries uh on the on the agenda today i thought we could give a little taste uh for our listeners on some of the of your mostly uh anticipated quarter four earnings Uh, another crypto update and then let's also discuss whether the dip in is in for global equities
1: sounds like a plan to me yep sounds like a, a nice little schedule we've got there
0: lovely i mean if it was up to me earnings would only ever be every six months Uh, i think every three months is a little bit too soon but maybe that's a conversation for for another day anyway before i lose my call quarter four earnings what are your thoughts what is the consensus on on what we're expecting here
1: well that's actually how we do it in in australia sam um companies listed in australia report twice a year uh instead of four times a year like you mentioned Uh, more focused on um around august um sort of you know end of financial year is june in australia so big focus in august but like i said conversation for another day anyway um yeah it's certainly going to be an interesting earnings season we've got a consensus uh for 29 percent earnings growth from the s&p 500 um essentially led by energy, materials and industrials, which, as we know, the energy sector has been booming recently. You uh, would have had to have been in, probably in a hole to, to not have sort of seen that or been aware of it. But ultimately, I think these expectations are, are too low. And I think we'll see more than sort of that 29%, I think we'll see over sort of 30% growth for, for sort of the third straight quarter uh, in a row. Um, a couple of nice stats. Um, over the past five years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded Uh, estimated earnings by 8.4% on average Um, and on top of that in the last five quarters so from Q2 2020 to Q2 2021 84% of the companies in the S&P 500 have reported uh, EPS uh, above the earnings per share estimate on average so maybe the bars are too low who knows but ultimately um, what we can sort of expect is that you know the economy is still growing right now we've got many sectors of the world still sort of reopening many countries reopening Australia for example is set to reopen its borders in November we're obviously reopening again from lockdown Um, and I think we're going to see you know, we, we've seen in, in sort of Q, Q2 earnings that um, a lot more companies sort of gave positive guidance, which ultimately stacks up to us seeing that these forecasts are, are, are sort of too low. I think the growth that we are going to see is, is obviously going to be much less than what we saw from, from, the, from the last quarter, which was 90%. But that was obviously aided you know, mostly by a pretty low comparison year over year. So kicking us off tonight, the unofficial uh, kicking off of earnings season, we've got uh, JP Morgan, the banks usually kick us off, and then Black BlackRock reporting tonight. Then we have uh, Delta Airlines tonight as well. Um, and then following um, for the rest of the week, we've got you know, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, the big names, etc. I think something to keep an eye on through this earnings season is um, supply chain disruptions um you know growing costs from covid inflation we know people are spending a lot more money but it's costing them a lot more, more a lot more to do anything probably you know than, than it did uh pre-covid um which you know ultimately if we're seeing supply chain disruptions growing costs for businesses could have a negative impact on earnings you know apple came out overnight and you know shares dropped one and a half percent after hours because they noted that supply chain disruptions could hamper production so i think we're also seeing the market trade into this earnings season a little bit lower something that we haven't sort of seen for a few quarters so a strong earnings season you know would be welcomed at this point um and talking about sort of maybe a few things to sort of keep an eye out for most sort of you know hotly anticipated earnings i think amazon is going to be a nice one to watch you know poor poor guidance gave uh sort of given sorry in in the last um earning season and i think that's going to be important as well with guidance you know as i say amazon zoom few other names in q2 you know um You know, I don't think we're going to see huge upside surprises or big increases to guidance. So if people are expecting that, maybe it's time to sort of bring down those expectations slightly. But yeah, Amazon will be a nice one to watch. Those work from home stocks will be really interesting as well to see as the world opens back up um netflix you know those streaming stocks that have again struggled uh travel stocks airbnb delta tonight are we seeing those um you know actually come back into favor after months of, of being beaten down yeah i think it will be um, a pretty nice a pretty interesting earnings season for sure
0: yeah i mean we, we can talk later on about whether that dip is in for equities as well but some of those com- uh, companies you just mentioned there have dipped quite nicely and it is a, a, a case or there is a case to be made about potentially buying those if the earnings are are half good and, and like you said you know the, the lower the forecast the the more upside surprise there is uh, which is kind of how I like going into uh, an earnings uh, season next up for us uh crypto and I actually I feel a bit worried how how bullish I am uh about the upcoming months into the end, end of the year I think I need a, a few reasons to, to calm down. So tell me a few, or are you fully on the bull train as well for the next few months?
1: Well, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you one reason to calm down. I've just checked Bitcoin and it's it's in the red today. So that's that's, yeah, that's the first time in in a few days. Um, <laughs> But I think, look, it's hard not to buy a ticket to be on that train, you know, if I'm honest, um, you know, it's, it's sort of dominated in the last few weeks. It's outperformed a lot of these altcoins. Um, and with that, we're sort of seeing a little bit less volatility, um, you know, from, from Bitcoin. It's it's moved up. It's sort of been a little bit more stable. It's been strong, especially over sort of the last few days, over over the weekend as well. I've been watching the market and we've seen a lot of altcoins sort of sell off down maybe seven eight nine percent and bitcoin has really stayed there um you know maybe up one percent or break even so i think that's um you know definitely something we're, we're now 13 or so percent maybe slightly more now that we've had this sort of pullback from those record highs which really doesn't feel like a lot when we're talking in the, in the crypto world 13 percent. you know we're, we're known for seeing 100 200 300 moves from crypto so it's not got a long way to go to get back to the top so i think uh it's inevitable that we see a new all-time high this year um you know big statement but the 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 bigger question and it is sort of when uh, the technicals look strong there's a lot of fundamentals they've been very positive brazil set to adopt the currency as legal tender the sec saying they won't ban bitcoin possible imminent approval of a bitcoin etf Not 100% convinced that an ETF coming through will will sort of be approved, uh, you know, as soon as people might think. I still think the SEC aren't 100% clear on where they are with crypto. Um, But I think the the thing that's probably surprised me the most um, in the last sort of few days in a positive way is, uh, and what I would say is actually Bitcoin maturing. We know that it's, you know, still a a very infant asset, still in its infancy, but we had... jp morgan ceo uh jamie diamond come out and say that bitcoin is is worthless yeah. um and you know again we've seen him talk a lot about crypto in the past a lot about bitcoin he's you know we know he's not a not a strong believer in it i think he referred to it as you know the, the people choose to smoke and he doesn't which was a bit of a strange analogy but the, the the point here is is that the price didn't move and if anything it went up i think if we have that same scenario 12 18 24 months ago i think we see the price tumble without a shadow of a doubt you know it's going down 10 15 percent. so that's really positive and i think we've got to take the positive away from that again his comments have slightly dampened sentiment you know that's probably why we're seeing a you know a bit of a slowdown in trade today you know you've probably got maybe some of the old school bitcoin traders maybe sort of selling off you know he's a big influence he runs america's biggest bank so you know people are going to take into account what he says um but you know ultimately there's there's been sort of little to, to sort of no reaction um i just think it's maybe dampened that sentiment and soured the market slightly but yeah i think that just shows us how far we've sort of come over the last like i say 12 18 months
0: yeah, definitely. It'd be interesting to see what would, and uh, I, I guess we have kind of got to wait a few months for for this to make it really interesting, but it'd be interesting to see what would happen if there was another China ban crypto headline uh, for the 1 millionth time. Will the market still care about it? I mean, from a, an opportunity to get long, you would love a little dip like that, wouldn't you? You know, little push down in price on a headline that we've heard loads and loads of times before and it's just brushed it off like it did last time. So yeah, be interesting to see what happens because that's inevitably going to happen again and come through and lose. I think
1: that's that's a difficult thing with crypto, though. I think when we see that sort of fear set in, I think from a psychological point of view, it's much harder unless you're sort of really bullish to sort of jump in um, from yeah. an equity point of view, when you see a dip, I think the, the psychological aspect is okay. We'll definitely recover at some point. But with crypto, because we are still, you know, in such an um, you know infancy, and there's sort of that unknown. There's so much fear when we see you know the market dropping, and and when it does, it does it so aggressively. So I, I do always think that um, you know there there is always going to be that fear element. But as you say, it would be nice to sort of see it pull back, you know, uh, you know, a fair fair amount. But whether that happens is is difficult to say. So.
0: Yeah, and, and those dips in, like you said, in, in crypto aren't going to be, you know, uh, small, like a 2% no. one in equities. It's, oh my God, the Dow is down, you know, 600 points, you know, let's do this, put a show on, you know, CNBC about it. Um, whereas yeah, when, yeah. when crypto
1: goes down, people start crying. I think that's the, <laughs> that's the difference that we really see. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I can talk about this all day. I think it's fascinating. Uh, but let's move on to our our next subject um equity markets I mean I can discuss a few few technical levels uh, and of course people can head to the Etoro Academy join all our, our webinars that that we do but um what are you what are you thinking is it is it a dip to buy is there more to come are there reasons you like dislike what, what are you thinking as of now
1: we haven't seen anything really drastic happen. Have we we have seen the Nasdaq sort of sell off from its highs. I think it's about eight percent off its high that we sort of saw end of August early September. Um, but in terms of regions, um, we'll start there. I'm still not convinced on China right now. Um, I think it's still so volatile at the moment. You know, a great example is you could pick a great stock you know, Tencent and you could go on. There's got everything going for it, great valuation. But then out of nowhere, we could see the government restrict its profit or yep. stop it from, you know, offering a section. So I think there's there's certainly potential with a lot of the assets there, but it just comes with that risk. And obviously, we've still got the Evergrande situation going on as well, which only sort of adds to that. I think it was a risk before Evergrande. And I think, you know, that just sort of adds to it. Um, we spoke about earnings season in the US. Um, as I mentioned, the Nasdaq is off about four percent in the last month. The S&P, just looking here, is, is down about two and a half percent. The Dow down just just half a percent. So we can see that really that cyclical rotation is really sort of coming through. Um, obviously, the energy sector, as we said, has sort of been booming. Uh, obviously, the Dow's got you know quite a few of the cyclical names sort of built in. And I think we spoke last week about some of the key levels from sort of the NASDAQ. I don't think we're quite close to to that yet. Um, you know, I think we're a bit of a way off that. There's still a lot of factors that investors have got to contend with. We spoke a lot about it on the podcast previously. Uh, yields, inflation, the debt ceiling now, Evergrande, the energy crisis. You know, I can keep going on. But I think we could see the market dip, sell off. I think there's definitely, you know there's a sort of a correction sort of looming it's there it's in the background um you know and i think on the flip side if we have a strong earnings season and none of those factors really worry the markets then we we might just continue to sort of tick higher um so i think if it it does dip down again a lot of people like you sam have have got a bit of cash there, ready to sort of go people don't want to miss a dip again we saw what happened I don't want to miss a dip. Well, that's it. You know, people, I I've spoke to so many clients and March 2020 was such a rare event yeah, yeah. and it opened up so many opportunities. And I think people are just not wanting to, to miss that again. Um, and that then makes me think, will we see a big dip? Because, you know, the by the dip mentality now is like you say five six seven eight percent and i wonder if that sort of you know the, the buyers and those balls will then sort of outweigh the the sellers it's difficult to see um i think probably the the, the region at the top of the list is, is europe i think is a good region to, to keep an eye on right now particularly from um an earnings season perspective much higher uh, than the US is, is expected looking at 46% and that's down to it's more so sort a of cyclical base we spoke earlier about energy industrials etc Um they're sort of probably going to lead the way there um, but again earnings growth is 46% probably still low probably expect a bit more I think the FTSE 100 is expecting you know earnings growth of about more than 100% year over year so again big numbers coming out of Europe um, UK like I say could be a winner um Ultimately, you know, Europe's recovery is, is stronger than the US. It's had, you know, depressed profit margins, as I say, more sort of cyclical industry. So ultimately, I think that's in it, sort of a region to keep an eye on um, sort of going into the latter end of the year, moving into sort of 2022. That's a nice region to to gain a bit of exposure to. And I think we've got to say crypto as well. I think, um, you know, the S&P probably isn't going to have the, the same performance that it has had in the first 10 months of this year um, than it will in the sort of last uh but in the sort of the next 10 months right i think it's going to be much less than that so we would then want to try and find areas of the market then where we can start to find that value and i think that's probably going to be europe or or crypto right now
0: yeah it's going to be going to be interesting for for all you know asset classes but yeah equities i i I think you're right i think the dip is going to be bought um 2020 with generational opportunity generational opportunity as was 2008 and 2009 just so happened that it happened a lot quicker and it did now so you know what is a dip that people want to get interested in you know and and look to to load up uh, again on on global equities uh for, for for there to be a little bit of panic in the world i think nasdaq's got to break those levels we talked about last week big big long-term trend line fourteen thousand previous all-time high the dax which is currently one, two, three, four times it's tested the 200-day moving average, and and has closed above it every time. That closes below. I think the FTSE's got its 200-day moving average relatively near, as as does you know the, the Dow and the S and P, not too far away. So there's still a little bit of support below here. Um the the, the problem for the bears, and they've had a very hard 10 years, um, but is you know the dip is exciting for people to get in and load up a little bit lower down. So yeah I, I i'm still long-term bullish on, on things uh we will keep of course everyone updated with that as we go through the uh the months to the end of the year and of course as always um i'm going to keep josh on his toes and we'll review the the our quarter f- what was it the second half of the year predictions wasn't it
1: yeah i think we, we said what would it be at the end of the year i think wasn't it yeah so.
0: yeah you're right we'll uh we'll have to review that we we'll do that in the well maybe we can give a little update um next week see how
1: i'm, see how I'm faring <laughs> yeah
0: whether you want to change your mind or not uh, yeah. but uh guys if you've made it this far thank you very much for for joining and listening uh, as always much uh appreciated uh you can obviously learn more head to over to the toro academy you've got guides webinars uh, and you can you know select any podcast you want from from us as well over uh, the last few months uh we'll of course be back next week josh thank you very much for joining
1: no thank you sam hope everyone enjoys uh, the rest of their week take care
0: take care guys have a good one you've been listening to digest and invest from eToro for more information visit eToro.com